Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidus discourse is called by Yehi Bayoyim Hashmini. It was on the eighth day. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parsha Shmini, which was, that year was on the 26th day of the month of Nisan, which is also the Shabbat that blessed the month of Iyar, in the year Tafshin Mem Gimel, exactly 39 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the opening verse of the Torah portion where it says, Vayihi It was the eighth day. Shreva says it's known the questions that are asked in the Hasidic, uh, different Hasidic discourses from the Hasidic Rebbeim. And the question is, why is it called the, the eighth day? And like um, the Klayakar says, the reason why it's called the eighth day, because it's the Yoim HaShmini Limiluyim. It's the eighth day of the installation of the priests in the temple. Shreva asks a simple question. The fact as we know that the installation of the priests in the temple took only seven days. Like the verse says clearly in the previous Torah portion, Shivas Yomin Yamalias Yadchem. For seven days, the installation process is going to take place. So what's this whole idea of the seventh, the eighth day of installation? There's only seven days. What, what's, what, what, where, what, where did the eighth day of installation come into play here? So the clay yucker, a commentary explains that the reason why it's called by Yom HaShmini, what's not so powerful about the eighth day, because on the eighth day was the Gilui HaShchina. That's when Hashem revealed Himself. And as the verse says clearly in reference to that day, that V'yeira Aleichem K'voyid Hashem, that on this eighth day Hashem is going to reveal Himself. And like Rashi says, Vayivarech Oysa Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu blessed them, and he said, Yehiratzayin should be the will of Hashem, Shetishre Shechina B'masa Yadeichem, that the Shechina, the Divine Presence, should rest in the work of your hands. V'yinoyam Hashem Aleikeinu Aleinu, and he blessed them that the, the, the Presence and the Sweetness of Hashem should be over you. And, and matter of fact, this is what it says in the verse clearly, that in that day was, the, the honor of Hashem was revealed to the whole people. A fire came out from Hashem. So you see, there was very, very powerful uh, revelations that took place on the eighth day. So Rabbi takes the question even deeper, and he says, if that's the case, what was unique about that day that God revealed himself? And was, why in that day, on the eighth day, did God reveal himself? <clears throat> the fact is, it was seven days of installation of the priest. It could have been on the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, fine, the seventh day, the last day, but what does the eighth day have to do with it? So the clay yucker says, because, you know why it was on that day? Because the, that was the eighth day. It was going Shmini. And Shmini is a very, very holy number. So in other words... To recap, what what's what we're explaining based on the Klayakar, that what was the special thing about the eighth day? It wasn't technically the day of installation, because the day there was only seven days. But the eighth was was a holy day. And because it was a holy day, therefore Hashem revealed himself and he gave a lot, a lot of blessings on that day. So so now the real question is what's this powerful eighth day? So Rabbi's gonna explain it based what it's um what what it's explained in a uh, responsa of a great rabbi called the Rajba, and it's a famous teaching of his, and he says as follows: that there are holidays, there are seven days, and then there are ones that are eight days. 
What? Why there are some that are seven and one that there are eight? Because seven represents a complete circle, and eight represents a, uh, um, a, a something which is which goes around the complete circle. So seven is the complete circle, and seven and eight is the one the number that goes around the circle. Now. Even though seven is a complete number, it's a complete circle, and it's you know it takes it it, it, it totally encompasses it. Like it's called Shivas Yimei Binyan, the seven days of building. Just like, for example, we had the seven days of dedication of the temple, but nevertheless, even though it's complete, you need something to watch it, and that's what eight does. Eight watches the complete circle. So you have seven, which is the complete circle, 100% complete, nothing lacking. You don't need anything more to make it complete. But then you need the eight that watches over it. Now, since the eight that's watching over the seven, so it, it brings out two points about eight. Number one is, obviously, it's higher than the completion. How can it watch it if it's, if it's not higher? So point number one is that it's higher. Uh, but on the other hand, point number two is it's not aloof and disconnected, but it's, it has a connection. That's why you can watch it. So seven, again, is the complete circle. Eight watches a circle, which means it's higher than it, but still connected to it. In other words, what does that mean practically? So the number seven represents world and world, which is complete. Because we know the world was created in the seven days of, 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 of building. The, the Hashem created the world in six days, he rested in the seven, so it was a full process of seven days of creation. And it happened specifically with the number seven, because the number seven is a complete number. And this number seven that started from creation, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbat, it repeats itself every single week over and over again, the complete number of seven. And because it's complete, so everything you finish the seven, you don't say, okay, it's the eighth day of creation. No, you finish the complete cycle. Now we start again. And that's why every week we have a Sunday and we have a Monday because every single week we finish the process on Shabbat and we start again on Sunday. <clears throat> and, and, but also to remember that seven is a complete number. And because we know the world is com- created complete. As the expression is, the world was created complete with the, with the cycle of seven. So what's the profound day of the, of, of the uh, idea of eight? Because eight represents, it's already above, above nature. It's above the level of the world. And it's above the level that we're saying that the world was created complete. So seven is complete. Eight is above the world, above the level of completion. But nevertheless, even though it's above it, as we mentioned before, and that's one, one component. But nevertheless, it's still connected to it. In other words, what do you mean it's connected to it? It has an impact on the seven days of creation. So that the seven days will have more of a completion. And as you can be complete, and you can have more of a completion. Like the expression is, if good is good, better is not better. So seven is good, it's great, it's a full circle. Eight is above nature. And eight, on one hand, it's above nature, but it also completes and allows nature to become stronger. So because, again, we just learned, based on the Rajba that says... That seven is a complete number, eight is above nature, but connected to nature. So that's why on eight, which is above nature, that's when Hashem revealed himself. Why? Because this that Hashem is revealing himself, it's revealing himself to a higher level of the Shemer, the part that encircles and, uh, and hovers over the, the, the creation.
which creates more of a completion in the world. In other words, you have the world, you have nature, you have the regular process, and the revelation on the eighth day builds and adds another whole dimension to the regular seven days of creation. So that is based on the Rajbas. The Rajbas the saying is that seven is nature, eight is above nature, and based on this, Rebbe explains that's why the revelation took place on the eighth day. That's, that's one insight. Now the Rebbe says he's, we're going to understand it even deeper, um, <clears throat> the, the quality of eight, based on what Rashi says. Rashi says, uh, uh, in, in the Rashi Pashashmini, he says like this, what was so unique about the eighth day? So Rashi says that on that day there were there were there were ten crowns that were taken on by Yemashmini on this special day, not sorry, that day but throughout history. And 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 Rashi says all the different ones are listed in uh, a commentary called Sayyid Ulam, and it's brought down in the commentaries, all the different things that happened on by Yemashmini. So in other words, what happened by Yemashmini? What's so special by Yemashmini? Because Yemashmini, there's something in the energy of Yemashmini that ten crowns were given on that day. And it's not just something happened. It was actually a crown. In other words, something very, very special and something very, very unique. So that's what Rashi says. So again, so we have the Rajbah that says that it's, that it's eight, which is above nature. And we have Rashi that brings down, not a contradiction, two different points, that, it's, that, t- that ten crowns were ta- that were given on that day. Now, so since what happened on this day, you have the idea of the ten, which represents the ten crowns, was on that day. And when did it happen on the Yom Shmini, the eighth day of, of, complete, of, 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 of the finishing the installation process of the temple? So in other words, so this day in itself has also the energy of the Ten Crowns. So that's why we understand, based on Rashi, why the Gila Ashkina was in this day. So we have two reasons for the Gila Ashkina. One is because it's, a, it's eight is above nature, Shoymer is a Hekef. And the second reason is because on that day there were Ten Crowns. Okay, so basically that is the reason why it's connected to, to, the, to the idea of Yom Hashmini. So now the Rebbe is going to go into this and explain it more Kabbalistically, more, more deeper. In other words, he's going to explain these three components. What are the three components? One is the seven days of installation, which is the seven day, which represents the seven days of completion of the world. The eighth day of installation when Hashem um, uh, revealed Himself. And also the component on, that on that day there were ten crowns. So we have seven, eight, nine, three powerful numbers. The seven days of installation, seven days of creation of the world, the eighth day where Hashem revealed himself above nature, and then the idea of the ten crowns. So the Rebbe says we're going to understand this based on what it's brought down and it says in reference to the, um, the, key, the keener, the violin of the temple. So, so it says over there that you also have three components to the violin of the temple. You have the violin the way the way it's so to speak in this in this world, um, and those were ta- when times when the temple existed. So then the the, the it had seven strands, seven seven, seven strings it had, it had to it. That's so that's in terms of in this world seven. When in the days of Mashiach it's going to have eight strings. And the the um, the keener of when Mashiach comes, it's going to have ten, as the as the verse says in the prophets, Aliyasar, it's going to have ten. So you see that there's three components to the to the violin of the temple: one of seven strands, one of eight, and one of ten. 
and they're all associated with the temple, with the base of Migdash. What is the base of Migdash in its completion? So it's not something which is the base of Migdash. It wasn't out in the mountains and uh, disconnected to the world. The base of Migdash had a real connection to the physical world, and the world that's that was built in a complete way. And that's why Derb explains something very powerful. What's what's that violin in Hebrew called? It's called a kiner. Kiner comes from the word. Kiner is made up of four letters. What are the four letters? Chaf, Nun, Vav, and Resh. So you have in those four letters you have the the word Ner, candle, and you also have the two letters Chaf and Vav, which numerically equal twenty six. So you have Chaf Vav twenty six, and then you also have Ner, a candle. Now we know that Chavav is the numerical value for the infinite name of Hashem. Yud ke vav ke, Yud is 10, He is 5, Vav is 6, and He is 5, so you have 26. So Chavav, 26, is the numerical value for Yud ke vav ke. So on one hand we're talking about Yud ke vav ke, the infinite name of Hashem. But it's not out there, it's in a way that Neir brings light to our lives. And that's that's represented. We say the world was created in a complete state. In other words, on one hand, we know if you look in the beginning of creation, so it says how many times Shem Elohim. It says uh, thirty-two times Shem Elohim, <clears throat> because the world was created with Shem Elohim. But on the other hand, we know that the world was also created from Yudkei Vavkei, from a higher part of Hashem. As it says, in, it says in the verse, this, this is the the This is the, uh, the 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 birth of the heaven and the earth. when when it was created, and it says Hashem. It uses the name So you see that the world, even though it was created from Shem Alakim, was also created from Yudkevavke. It has the energy of Yudkevavke in the world as well, as well, and in the base Hamigdash itself. So over there, we had the revelation of Yud Kei in a way of a candle. What does that mean? That the Yud Kei Vav Kei that was used to create the world. In the base of Migdash, it's giving off light to the whole world. The Yud Kei Vav Kei through the candle, which, is, which, which represents the idea that the, that the base of Migdash gives off light to the whole world. As we know that from the base of Migdash, light went out to the whole world. And therefore, the, the base of Migdash, the Kinur, the violin was made up of seven strands. Why seven? Because that that represents completion in the physical world. So again, what the Rebbe is saying is like this: the number seven is associated with nature, and in the base of Migdash is also associated with nature. And Kina means that it had the Yud Kevavke, the infinite part of Hashem, which is used to create the complete world, was in the base of Migdash, and from there the light went out to the whole world. And that's the complete. That's the completion of the, the number connected to number seven. But what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? Then you're going to have the Shoimer Hekaf. You're going to have the number eight, and that's what we're going to have in the days of Mashiach. Gonna, it's going to have eight strands, and afterwards, even higher than that, when Lasid Lava, it's going to have ten strands. Now, this is all heavy Kabbalistic stuff, but it's always important to say practically what does this mean. And in Kabbalah, it's called Bavoydes Adam. What does it mean practically? Me serving Hashem. Seven strands, eight strands, uh, ten strands. Uh, in nature, above nature, even super above nature. What does it mean practically? Shabbat explains as follows, and he brings based on what it says in Tanya. And the Altar writes in Tanya that in every single nefesh, every single soul, there's ten spheroids, and. Um, <clears throat> 
which the 10 spheres that we all have come from obviously the 10 spheres on high. That's where it comes from. Everything comes from on high, comes down to this world. And they're divided up, the 10 spheres that we have is divided up into two parts. The three, which we call uh, uh, parents, Chachman Bin Adas, the intellect, and then you have the seven emotions. So every single soul has 10 spheroids, the, uh, the uh, three intellect, and the seven emotions. What's the seven emotions? The seven days of, 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 of creation. Now, why is, what, now, and it's called seven, seven days of, of binyam, building. Why is that? Because our main spiritual work in this world is the seven days of creation, which is referring to our main spiritual work is working on our midos, our character traits. Our character, transforming our character, that's our work. Chesed, Gevura, Tiferes, Netzachot, Yisrael, Malchus, transforming us into being um, uh, uh, better people from an emotional perspective. And like it's explained many, many places that the connection of why our, our void today is only and specifically in our emotions, that says when, when Hashem gave us the land of Israel, so the obligation was to chase out only seven of the nations. <clears throat> and when do we have to do it? Even now, before Mashiach comes. Why is that? Because now our main spiritual work is our Midois. That's how we work on our seven emotions. And in a global level, we have to chase out the seven nations from the land of Israel, which means transforming the seven emotions. However, it says when Mashiach comes, we're going to even able to, tra- to, to, to eradicate um, the other three lands, which is which are represented by the three intellectual components. And as the verse says clearly, Ki Hashem is going to expand the boundaries of Israel, which is referring to, we're going to conquer the three nations of Keni, Knizi, Kadmoini, which represents the idea of Chabad. So in other words, so you see the connection that just like in this world, they avoid us the seven days of the week, the avoid is to bring the light into the physical world. It's referring to our emotions. And just like we see that in reference to the land of Israel, the, the avoid was to take out the seven nations represented a transforming every one of our emotions. Now, Rebbe says, we know it's brought down and it's explained based on, on the verse that it says in the Torah. So it says like this, The things that are concealed is for Hashem Elokeinu. The Haniglois, the things that are revealed, is Lanul of That's the what simple verse what says in, what says in the Torah. So the Rebbe is going to explain it on a spiritual level. So it said the verse says Vehaniglois. Now the the Shirish of the word is what's revealed, but it says Vehaniglois. The two letters in the beginning of revealed is Vav and a Hey. What does Vehaniglois mean on a spiritual level? So we know that Vav is re- referring to the six Midois, Chesed Gvurtiferes. And that's a choid and yesoid. That's the vav. The hay is re- representing what? Malchus. So vav hay represents the, the seven emotions. Six midas and malchus, you have the seven emotions. So the vav hay globally is referring to the midas or emotions. So the Rebbe explains what is vihan niglois. Vav hay is again the midas. That's niglois. That's revealed to every single person. That's revealed to every one of us. What does that mean it's revealed to us? Because every single person has the power and the ability to work on their emotions. Everyone has the power to transform our emotions. That's our emotions. Based on Bahaniglois Lanu. On the other hand, Hanistoroys, the things that are hidden. What is what is the things that are hidden, which is our intellect? In other words, meditating and knowing Hashem. 
And that's unique to every single person. And when it comes to emotions, we all have to behave appropriately. And we could behave appropriately. When it comes to intellectual capabilities, true, we have to meditate and study, but everyone thinks differently. Everyone understands things differently. Everyone comprehends things differently. It takes some people longer, shorter, etc. So that and these stories, the secret part of ourselves, which is referring to our intellect, that's Lashem Elokeinu. It means every single person has their unique avoido to transform their intellect, which, is, which obviously is not necessarily so easy. So Rebbe says, one second. What does it say in the verse? It says in the verse, Hanistorois, again, which is referring to our intellect, that's Lashem Alekeinu, which means Lashem Alekeinu. It's not our avoid, it's not our work. What's our work? Our emotions. But the verse says clearly that what? The Hanistorois is for Hashem. But the fact is, what did we just explain? That the Hanistorois, which means the, the, the ones that are, the ones that are uh, the, the, uh, secret, which is referring to our intellect, that we're, we're all different. So what we're saying is that we have to do that spiritual work, but everyone is unique. So what is it? On one end, we're saying, Haniglis, we all agree, the emotions, that's all of it, we have to transform ourselves. Hanistorois, our intellect, on one hand, we're saying is everyone's unique. But on the other hand, what does the verse say? It's Lashem Alakeinu. It's not our avoidance. It's the void of Hashem. So what, what, which one is correct? Shreva says as follows. Even though it's true, Hanistorius Lashem Alakeinu, transforming our intellect, that's not for us. That is something which we, you know, whatever the brains Hashem gave us, whatever we're able to comprehend, that's, that's a gift from Hashem. And when is that going to happen? Like we learned before, that's going to happen when Mashiach comes. When Hashem is going to expand the boundaries and He's going to allow us the ability to transform our intellect. And today, that's not our avoida. Our avoida is today to work on our emotions. <clears throat> so, on the other hand, what we're saying is that everyone is unique, everyone's different. So, we know the author writes in Tanya and he says like this All the great revelations that's going to happen when Mashiach comes is dependent on our actions and work in this world. So, even though, yes, Ultimately, transformation of our intellect is not going to happen until Moshiach comes. That's when Hashem is going to expound the, bound, the boundaries physically at the land of Israel, the three, which is referring to our intellect. But when is that going to happen? Moshiach comes. So, but on the other hand, in order for that to happen, Moshiach comes, we have to do our avoidance now. So, therefore, even the conquering of the three nations of Kani, Knizi, Verkadmoini, which is basically going to happen, Moshiach comes, but it's still dependent on our work today. So it knows we do have to have some kind of working to try to transform our intellect. Just like when it comes to the, uh, expanding the borders of, borders of the land of Israel, literally, even though technically it's, the conquering is going to be Mashiach comes, but the fact is, even though it's not going to happen until later, when Hashem made the bond with Avram Avinu in the Brisbane uh, Absarim, so the fact is He gave him the bond on the whole land of Israel, not only the seven nations, on, the, on all ten Technically, we didn't conquer it now, those three. But we do have some kind of connection to it. So the same thing also in reference to our spiritual work, we do have some kind of responsibility to work on trying to transform our intellect, even though we're not going to be able to totally, fully transform it until Mashiach comes. Now, so in other words, to recap, what Rebbe is saying is like this. The avoida today is to transform our emotions, and that we could do and we should do. The avoid of transforming the intellect, that's going to be Mashiach comes. But we still have to do some part because everything in the future is dependent on our avoid of today. Now, even though 
the full transma- transformation of our intellect is not really something for today. The only part is because it's a preparation for when Mashiach comes. But Rebbe said the truth is there is an avoida. There is some spiritual work to work with the intellect today as well. What does that mean? It explains as follows. What we just learned. What's the main avoida today? The main spiritual work today is our emotions. Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Natsachod, Yisoyed, Malchus, transform our emotions, the behavior we're supposed to emotionally. Now, as it says, Vahaniglois Vaven Hey is referring to Vav as the sixth Midois and Hey is Malchus. The, the emotions, that's what we have to do today. But in order for our emotions to be complete today, to transform our emotions, the fact is we're, we're intellectual human beings. The biggest gift we have is our brains. So even though we cannot transform our intellect, but the intellect has to have, agree and has to have a, a commitment and has to make a decision that the, we want to transform our emotions. In other words, in reality, it happens through the emotions. That's what we're transforming. But the, but the, but the intellect has to be on board as well. In other words, just like when it comes to transforming our emotions, everyone's equal. Everyone can behave. Everyone can be nice. Everyone can be kind. Everyone can be gentle, generous, etc. Um, but the same thing also when it comes to the resolution, the intellectual resolution. In Hebrew, it's called the maskana, the intellectual resolution. Everyone's equal as well. We can all agree to disagree, which means even though you're not holding intellectually, you don't see why you should be nice, you should be kind, etc. But you can still intellectually, you know what, I'm agreeing to be nice. In other words, when it comes to the meditating on depths and reason, understanding, and standing Hashem, etc., everyone is different. Everyone according to their level. But when it comes to the maskana, coming up with a saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to behave. I'm going to go ahead and um, do all the mitzvahs. And, and not only that, I'm going to do the mitzvah, I'm going to do Hashem's commandments. But I'm not going to do it by rote, just checking off the list. But I'm going to do it with tremendous energy and tremendous excitement that everyone, that everyone could be on the same page to agree that we're going to transform ourselves 100% that everyone could do. So in other words, what you see from here so far, there's three levels. In, there's three levels. On one hand, ultimately transforming the intellect, Mashiach comes. In order for that to happen, yeah, we can do things today because that will ultimately give it to us. But more importantly, it says, no, there is a part of our intellect that we all could establish, and that is the intellectual resolution that we should transform ourselves. Now, these three numbers of seven and eight and ten on a practical level, what does that, what, what, what does that mean practically? It says like this. The seven is referring to the seven days of creation of the world, which is which is the full circle that's working on our emotions. The eight, which we said that that hovers over, that watches the completion. That is the that is the part of our intellect that comes to the resolution that we're going to that we're going to transform ourselves emotionally. And just like. The, even though the seven is complete, but what is the ultimate completion of the seven is when you have the eight that protects it. So the same thing also with the emotions. That if you want the emotions to behave and do what it's supposed to, that's when you have the eight that protects it, which means the intellect is agreeing that this is something we should do. And the number 10 represents the ultimate transformation of our intellect, and that's going to happen when Mashiach comes, just like the what we're going to have when Mashiach comes. Now, 
these these three components in terms of our, our in terms of this in the spheroids. So the seven represents the seven days, full days of completion of creation of the world. And so seven represents the, the emotions. Chesed Gurd Ferestens Chod Yisoyed Malchus. Number eight represents which sphera? It represents the idea of Bina. As, um, and Bina we know is called Aim Habanim, the, the mother, so to speak, of the Midas. That, cause the, what the Bina is the one that produces the Midas. And so what is the, what, what's the, what's the idea of number 10? So number 10, Rebbe says, this is that when Bina has within it the three together of Chacham Bina Das. So again, just to recap, seven is the seven emotions, eight represent, is represented by Bina, and number 10 is when Bina has within it all the three, all the three intellect, and obviously, and that creates the, the emotions. And that's what Rebbe says, that's why this is number ten. Is what you have in the the Kodesh Hakadoshim, the Holy of Holies. Why? Because in the Holy of Holies, you have all three spheroids. The way that's the way it's within Bina, and like the reference is based on the 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 the, the known uh, ruling uh, which is brought down in Chassidus that if you have a general principle that has within it multiple components. So, for example, if Bina has within it Chachma and Das, so obviously because it's one that it has within it others, it's much be, it's higher than Chachma and Bina and Das put together. In other words, so you see that on one hand Bina is one of the spheres, hundred percent, but on the other hand, Bina has something which is higher than everything because it has within it the other ones. It's Kodesh Hakadoshim, the Holy of Holies, and as compared to the other ones, because it has all three levels of intellect. Now, <clears throat> this powerful revelation. That took place by Yom Hashmini. Again, the the intellect um, that we that that agrees to transform ourselves, and also the as we mentioned before, the Rashba, the 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 uh, Hekev, and also the Aser Torahs. Who is the one that that brought to us the revelation of the eighth day? It happened through Moshe Rabbeinu, as the Torah says clearly. And as Moshe Rabbeinu said, it should be the will of Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that drew down the energy, the gift of Hashem, the shechina of Hashem to, to, to us. In other words, besides the fact that we know that in the seven days of installation, Moshe Rabbeinu acted as a priest. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't a priest, but he acted as a priest in the seven days of installation. And there was Moshe Rabbeinu himself was the one that acted as, as a priest. But even on the eighth day, what the, the, the one that did the work came from Moshe Rabbeinu, because he's the one that affected an Aaron Akayin, and he taught him how to bring up the, the Ketoyres, the incense, like it's brought down in many, many Hasidic places. So we see again clearly that what, that Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that worked in the seven days of installation, but more importantly, in reference to our conversation, Moshe is the one that was through him, we have the powerful gift of the eight day and all the blessings. Never asked a simple question. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu is known, he's connected to number seven. And like it says in the Medrash, that all the seven are beloved by Hashem. And who was the seventh? Moshe Rabbeinu is the seventh. So what does Moshe have to do with eight? Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to seven. What does he do with eight? And like, especially we learned in the Hasidic discourse from the, from the, from Yudshvat, um, where, where it says over there that Shemoshe is the seventh, a seventh generation. And, and we know that the seven is all beloved. And he is the one that brought the Shekhinah down to this world. And he brought the Shekhinah down into the world by, 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 uh, by, uh, by building the Mishkan, which is made from 13 or 15 items, materialistic items, to make it a vessel for, for godliness. 
and literally up to the point where he made the Mishkan from, from the Krushim, from the planks, which we know is the same letters as Sheker. It means he transformed the full sun of the world for a Karis from the Mishkan. In other words, he was able to transform through uh, playing with the words, the falsehood of the world. So it should be actually a, a, a beam for the Mishkan, for the dwelling place for Hashem. And as his whole purpose was to make a dear betachtonin, Hashem should dwell down here. And that's connected to what the idea of seven. And Moshe was a seventh. So, so on the, on, but on the other hand, we're saying he was eight. And the, the Rebbe explains very simple. Because, and the truth is, even though Moshe is very, very strongly connected to seven, and that's how he brought down the Hashem's dwelling place into the world, but he also has the quality of eight. And that's why it says um, in the Zohar, in reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, Hashem says, Moshe, Moshe. So, so there's no gap between Moshe and Moshe. There's no, there's no, there's no, no gap. It's one after the other. Why is that? Because the ultimate in creation of the world, Hashem, when Yud Vavke made the world, so when Hashem made the world, so we know the Yud Vavke, there's Yud Vavke, the a high level of Yud Vavke, and there's a lower level. And Hashem made the world with Yud Vavke of, of a lower level of Yud Vavke, which is connected to what? The idea of se- the, the number seven, which is basically the completion of the world. And there's actually, there is a gap. And there's a gap between Yud Vavke of down here and Yud Vavke up there. So when it comes to Yudke Vavke, when creation of the world, there's Yudke Vavke on high, Yudke Vavke below, and there's a gap in between. However, when it comes to Moshe, Moshe, there's no gap in between. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu down in this world, he was connected to the same way he was in the higher worlds. And matter of fact, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu is called Moshe. Why is he called Moshe Rabbeinu? The Torah tells us, He is drawn out from water. And Mayim, we know, is referring to Chachma, the idea of Moichen. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to bring down Moichen into this world. And, and to take it a step further, it says, like, it's known the, 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 the explanation, um, which is brought down. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu was drawn from the water. So why was he, why, so one reason we explain is because that's represented by Moichen. But there's another insight that says because the, the, he was drawn from the water because Mayim, the word water, is referring to a very, very high spiritual world. And the name of that world is called Mayim. So Moishra Rabbeinu is connected to the highest levels. And that's the real quality and the power of Moishra Rabbeinu. That even though he was seven, but he was also connected to the higher of seven. There was no, there was no gap and he was connected to the level of, of, of Mayim. You know, he's connected to the seven and also the part above nature, which is, which watches over nature. And up until we know that says in Chazal that Moshe was called, had ten names. Ten names he had. But what's the name that the Torah calls him? They called Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because he was drawn out from, from Mayim, which is either Chachma or the level, the level of Mayim. Because Moshe Rabbeinu's main quality was that he was drawn from Mayim, from Moichin, and he was able to bring that down to this world. And so, in other words, because, but it wasn't disconnected, because the fact is, he even though he was, on one hand, he was a seventh, which means he was a continuation of all the generations. Had he become seven, you need to have first generation, second, third, so he was a continuation of everything. And up until it's, with the Medrash, we know it says that, uh, they told Moshe um, don't stand in the place of, you know, Avram Avinu. We have to remember, Avram came first, and he's Messir Snefich, etc. So on one hand, he's connected to all seven, and he comes after the seven, but Nevertheless, besides that, he also had the component that he was above it. 
And because he was above it, therefore he was able to impact Aaron. And he was able to impact the bringing down the Shechina, the dwelling of Hashem, into this world on the eighth day of Meluyim. So you see, Moshe Rabbeinu, on one hand, again, he was, he was seven, and he was connected to the first seven, but he was also the idea of eight, and he was able to bring down the Shechina down to this world. So Rabbi Fenishof, and he says, it should be the will of Hashem, by learning these components in Torah, about above nature, and about transforming our emotions, and uh, the intellect should agree to it, and we're learning it in the in the in the Torah of, of the Chabad rabbis. It'll be it'll be that what it says in, as it says in the prophets in the Shalma Parim Sivaseinu. How do we bring the sacrifices today? We don't sacrifice today, but by but by by praying, by learning Torah, and literally when we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna with our mouths we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna bring to the revelation of literally the temple. We're gonna be able to bring back sacrifices in the temple when we build the third temple, and then we're gonna have the violin, the kinner of eight strands and then of 10 strands, it's going to happen, Bimheira, Yamenu, Mamash, very, very soon and very, very quickly and very, very literally in our times. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us for our Chassidus class and let's hope, as Rebbe says, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh with the base of Migdash Ashlishi. Have a great and blessed week.